Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got you a good cup of Joe and you're ready to go. So today, I'm combining parts three and four of the seven-part series entitled, I Am the Seven Things That Jesus Said. And the reason why I'm combining three and four today, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact they go hand in hand. All right, out of John chapter 10, we are going to be looking at the statements that Jesus said, I am the gate, and the statements that he said when he says, I am the good shepherd. And this is both found in John 10. So I found it um, necessary to put them both together. But if we look at chapter 10, verse 7, where uh, Jesus says, Therefore Jesus says again, Truly I tell you, I'm the gate for the sheep. And then we go down to verse 10, it says, I'm sorry, verse 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for a sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolves coming, he abandons the sheep and run away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. All right. So that's why I believe these two need to go together today. Because Jesus is the gate. He is the door. But he's also the good shepherd. All right. And if you're not familiar with what a sheep pen looked like back in the uh, ancient times, if you could picture a stone wall a couple of feet high with an opening. And this opening would be the gate. And it would not be the traditional gate that you and I would think of. It doesn't have hinges or locks or anything of this nature. It's an opening. And so what would happen is the shepherd would move the flock into the pen at night to keep them safe. And during the day, he would bring them out and and let them roam from pasture to pasture or wherever he was going with the flock um, during the day. But with that opening being there, what he would do is he would lay down at that opening. And the reason he did this was for for two main reasons. Number one, as predators and wolves would come to attack the flock, um, they would have to go through that gate. They would have to go past him. And so while he laid there resting with his staff, he was able to get up and protect the flock from harm. But also... It was to protect the flock from themselves because some of them would uh, possibly uh, wander out and they would have to go past him. And that way he knew what was going on. So it served for two purposes. All right. So that's that's the gate because Jesus is the gate. He's the only way that you can get to God is through Jesus. And Jesus told us that in the Bible. All right. So when we're looking at verse 11 where he says, I am the good shepherd. He's, he, is, he is the good shepherd because he is the one that cares and, and looks after the flock. As it said in verse 12 where it says, The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when the wolves come, he abandons the sheep and run away. There's a lot of people that claim to be the shepherd of their flock. It may happen in church. You may know um, pastors that claim to be the leader of the flock. But when... The wolves attack when things come. They're going to run away because they're truly, they don't have 
the interest or the love for the flock, but Jesus does. Okay. And I'm not trying to talk bad about preachers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to talk bad about churches. So um, don't, don't start sending me emails complaining about me trying to talk about your church because that's not what I'm doing. What I'm trying to tell you is Jesus is the good shepherd. He is the one that's going to lay down his life for the sheep. And he did that. Right? He did that in John 3.16 when, when it says God loved the world that he sent his only son to come to this earth. And Jesus did that. Jesus laid down on the cross. Not, no man ever placed him onto the cross. He laid down on the cross. He laid his body down and he took it up again. He laid his life down. He took it up again in three days. All right, And that's something we need to understand. Because if you look at verse 17, the reason... My father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. So Jesus is telling them right here that he has the ultimate power to lay down his life and to take it up. Just like the shepherd is willing to give up his life for his flock Jesus is willing to, to, to do what it takes for you and I, and he did it, all right? If you are a non-believer listening to this episode, let me tell you something. Jesus came to this earth to die, to take on the sins of the world, all of your sins on him, to die to pay the price so you could have a relationship with God. All you have to do is follow Jesus and, and turn your life over. I know it's easier said than done, but it is easy. I always tell people that there's nothing free in this life. Everything comes at a cost, no matter what your political stance is, no matter what your uh, economic view is. Nothing is free in this world except salvation. Salvation is free because it's been paid for. It's been paid for with a price that we can never be able to fully understand. So when Jesus is looking and telling them that he is the good shepherd and that we are his sheep, that he's willing to lay down his life for us, that's what we need to take and understand that that is good news. All right. Jesus also goes on when he's talking about the gatekeeper. He says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought them all out on his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follows him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. So Jesus is the gate. He is the only way to God. We know his voice. Just as the sheep knows the shepherd, we know Jesus because Jesus is out there leading us. He's out there taking care of us, doing what he needs to do. He is the good shepherd. So, so far, looking at this, right, looking at all four parts that we've done so far out of the seven, we see that first and foremost, Jesus is the bread of life. All right, when we are spiritually hungry, when we need something to sustain us spiritually, Jesus is there. When he uh, went to the cross, he paid the price. But as he said, even during the Last Supper, 
when he broke the bread, he said, this is my body that, that is broken for you. Take this in remembrance of me. So he is the, he is the bread of life because we can be physically hungry and we can find things to hopefully sustain us. But spiritually hungry, we have to be careful because if we're not careful, we're going to follow the things of this world to fulfill us spiritually, but it leaves us wanting more because it's it's empty. It's not fulfilling. It's not strong enough to hold us, but Jesus is. And Jesus said to in part two, that I'm the light of the world because he is making a statement that he is the pure light that we all need. And I used the example in that episode when I said, go into a dark room and turn on a flashlight and watch how your eyes automatically attract to the light. And anywhere you shine that beam of light, it runs the darkness out of that area. And that's what Jesus can do in your life. If you're in a place of darkness, Jesus can come on the scene and and shine his light and run the darkness out of your life. He is pure light. He is pure love. And so that's why it's important to know that he is the light of the world. All right. He is brighter than the sun. And now here we are looking at the good shepherd and we're looking at the gate. And I hope you understand how all of this is, is working. Because what this builds up to, honestly, I know we have three parts left, but what this is building up to is Jesus is everything that we need. And only if we were willing to understand and recognize that, we could have a better life than what we are going through. But we have people in this world that don't want to do that. They don't want to commit to Jesus. They don't want to follow him. They don't want nothing to do with the Lord because they're afraid they have to give up the things of this world. And I know some of you may get tired of me saying this, but I'm here to tell you, in this time that we're in, this world is so chaotic that people are clinging on to whatever it is that they could cling on to for safety, for security, for whatever their reasons are, and they're not understanding what they're clinging on to will not sustain them. It will not protect them. It will not be there for them. And when the darkness and the, and the evil creeps into their life, it's not going to protect them. Not all the money in the world can sit there and protect you from the evil of this world. Not all the food in the world can protect you. Not all of the, the material things of this world can protect you. And some that want to cling on to whatever people are spouting out behind the, the pulpits and churches will not keep you safe. It'll lead you down some really dark paths. And before you know it, you're going to be just like the prodigal son sitting out somewhere trying to figure out where you're at. But if you're willing to listen to the voice, to the shepherd, to the only shepherd, and recognize his voice, you will then start to know where you need to go. And that is to come back home to Jesus. Because Jesus is waiting for us. He's never left us. I've said it in this, in this uh, episode when I read it from the scriptures. Because Jesus laid down his life only to take it up again, that no one took his life from him. He laid it down and he took it up. So if Jesus is willing to pay the price thousands of years ago for you and I today, what is 
what is keeping you from following him? What is keeping you from following someone who loves you so much that they gave up their own life for you? Can you sit there and look at your friends and your family and and think, would they be able to do that? I know we have parents that love us, and I know as a parent myself, we sit there and say, I would do anything in the world, and I would give up my life for you. And most parents do believe that, and most parents I do think would do it. But would your friends do it? Would your close support do that? When you're out there on your own, when things are going wrong in your life, when you feel like you're isolated and no one loves you, and you call friends and you call acquaintances and you call family and they don't show up, then you're sitting there feeling more isolated and alone. But all you have to do is turn and call out to Jesus because he's waiting to hear from each and every one of us. You have to understand, Jesus died for all of us, ladies and gentlemen. He gave his life up for all of us. And all he's wanting is everyone to come to him, to listen to the word, to follow him, so we can live life eternal in heaven. If you've never read your Bible, and you've never read the last chapter of the book of Revelation, you never read the last page of the Bible, I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler. God wins, the devil loses. God wins when he locks Satan up forever in hell. It's over. The war is going on. I do believe there is a war between good and evil. There is a war for souls, for the simple fact the devil thought he won when Jesus went to the cross. The devil thought he won when the stone was put in front of the tomb and Jesus was buried for three days. He thought it was done. I believe he probably turned around and said, okay, that's it. I win. Not to, recon- not to recognize or to understand, in three days that tomb is empty. And that tomb is still empty today. If you go to Israel, that tomb is still empty, ladies and gentlemen, because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. All right. And I've said it in many of episodes, and I'll say it again, and I'm sure you're getting tired of it, but that's fine because if you don't like the podcast, you just go on to something else. All right. Religions are man-made and they're going to fail. All right. Because let me tell you something. Buddha, he's in the ground. He's not alive. Muhammad, he's in the ground. He ain't alive. All right. Any of the Hindu gods of the animals and all of that, it's fictitious characters. They don't exist. All right. You look at every man-made religion in the world, and their their believers that they want to put all their faith and trust in are in the ground, dead, or they don't exist. Christianity is made by God. It's never failed. And Christianity is about Jesus Christ, the son of the true living God. And guess what? As I said, the tomb is empty. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's making a way for you and I. So Jesus is alive today. He's not a myth. He's not a legend. This ain't something that a bunch of people got together and decided to write a book about. This is true. And it's true living words today. And all of you that that are followers of Christ, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know all about the Holy Spirit and when it comes upon you. And you know the difference between right and wrong. And you know when God is talking to you. 
You know when the Father is talking to you and asking you for whatever it is that he may be asking or maybe telling you or instructing you to do. We all know that voice because he is the good shepherd. We are his sheep. We need to understand that. We need to recognize that. All right. Shepherd lays down at the at the gate because he is the gatekeeper. He is to keep the flock safe. That is Jesus. That's no one in your family. That's none of your friends. That is Jesus. All right. We got to be careful of the strangers and of the the thieves and the robbers that'll come and try to take you away. Because those are the people who are spouting false information, who's willing to take you down dark places just to leave you. Because I believe the devil himself will do anything that he can and use everybody that he can to get you as far away from from the Lord as he can. Because I've been there. I have been there when the devil tries to take you down a dirt road and it's dark and it's scary and it's worse than anything Halloween you could think of. And before you know it, you're all twisted around and turned around and you feel lost again. But all I can do is I could call out to Jesus and that bright light shines. Ooh, it shines. And I know exactly where I'm going, just like a lighthouse. Just like a ship on the water, when it sees a lighthouse, it knows exactly where it needs to go. Because once Jesus shines that light, I have a way back home. And you can too today. So it's very easy today, ladies and gentlemen. It's easy and it's up to you, honestly. What do you want to do? Do you want to wander around in the world in darkness, listening to strangers, Or do you want to be led by a shepherd, knowing that you are spiritually fulfilled with the bread of life, knowing that nowhere in your life the darkness can creep in without the light shining in from Jesus, and knowing that you are protected by the great shepherd who's willing to lay down his life for his flock and who has laid down his life for us. So it's up to you. The choice is up to you today. You can choose to follow the path that you're going down today and hope that it gets you a brighter future. Or you have the opportunity today to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and know that you have a bright future ahead of you. Know that you have a place eternally in heaven. Know that you have a friend that you can turn to day and night 24-7 and he is there able to help you and ready to listen. So that's the choice you have today. So as I get ready to wrap up, I want to thank all of you for listening and for following um, this podcast and for following Jesus in a Cup of Joe. Thank you so much. And if you're not familiar, we are on uh, streaming platforms. We're on Twitch channel and we're on the YouTube channel. Um, we try to stream weekly. Honestly, I'm going to be honest, we didn't get a chance to stream this past weekend because we've been busy with family stuff. Um, Family stuff does come first, so we didn't get an opportunity to stream, so I want to go ahead and apologize for that. Obviously, this episode today is late um, getting out. I was trying to get it in this weekend, but but I couldn't. So I want to thank all of y'all. Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on YouTube. If you don't watch videos, that's, that's cool. If you don't use those two platforms, that's fine. 
If you go to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe.com, our website, you will see a video catalog there that you can watch all of the episodes that um, I stream, plus any of the podcasts that you want to listen to, any of the episodes, it's there. But I also want to encourage all of you guys to follow us on our social media. Um, you know, I have a statement I've been trying to trying to make. It's it's follow, you know, uh, subscribe and share. Because I want you to follow us on our social media pages, subscribe to our pages, and share us. Okay? And if you like what you hear with Jesus and a Cup of Joe and you want to donate, we have a donate button. Um, it's not something that's mandatory, but we always ask, you know, for support of this podcast and for this ministry if you feel like donating. And that's completely up to you. Um, we do have a merchandise store I want to invite all of you to. It's uh, Jesus and a Cup of Joe merchandise. This is where I'm selling some T-shirts, some sweatshirts, coffee mugs, um, and things alike. So if you want to get any of the merchandise from Jesus and a Cup of Joe, by all means, do that. Um, there's a lot of cool things on our website because I've redone the website um, to make it user-friendly because I want all of you listeners to be able to come and, and just uh, know that you're in a safe spot when you come to Jesus and a cup of Joe, that you're in a place where like-minded people can come. Um, we have a Facebook uh, prayer group called Jesus and a cup of Joe. It's found on Facebook. It's the prayer group. Everybody is welcome to, to join it because we're two or more gathered in his name. He's there. So I believe if we get together and we pray and we can up, uplift each other and give each other encouragement. I believe we are doing what we need to do to to keep us moving in the right direction. So I know I just unloaded a lot of things toward the end of this podcast, but listen, the biggest thing I want you to take away is this, all right? I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. I want you to know that. You're not out there alone. You're not out there all by yourself. They're with you. That's what I want you to take away. I want you to know when the statement, I am, was said, it's all-encompassing and all of everything. And that's what I want you to take away. So as I get ready to close this thing up, thank you all so much. God bless each and every one of you. And always remember, you start your day with Jesus and a cup of joe.